Shuraim Tov, we continue with our 12th class on the Haggadah with the commentary of the Masa Nisim of Rabbi Yaakov of Lisa. We finished Pesach Matzamor, so we're coming down to near the end of the Magid. The next paragraph is Bechol Dor Vador, in each and every generation, Chayiv Odom Liros as Ansmo, each person is obliged to see himself as if he himself left Egypt. Shinemars it says, the Torah says, You shall tell this to your children on this day saying, that means any time on the 15th night of Nisan, for this, meaning for the purpose of celebrating a Seder, Hashem did this for me when I left from Egypt. So each and every one of us is saying, I left from Egypt. We're going to say, I left from Egypt. Did you leave from Egypt? Therefore, you have to see yourself as if you left Egypt. And then we continue, Not only did Hashem uh, redeem our fathers alone, He also redeemed us. Shinemar, as it says in the text as well, and he took us from there, Laman Hovi Osano, in order to bring us, in order to give the land that he swore to our forefathers. So there's a number of questions that we have to address over here. And the obvious first <clears throat> question is, can we really see as if we have gone out of Egypt? What does that really mean? And it, there's, a, there's a question with all the verbs over here. It says we have to see as if we left. And then the Pasuk tells us that for this reason, when I left Keep quoting the text as I left, but when we say in the middle, we say not only did our did Hashem redeem our forefathers, but He redeemed us. So there seems to be the verb leaving and redeeming, which is interesting. It a, after we quote the psukim, the psukim keeps saying that we went out, but it says now did Hashem redeem our forefathers? He redeemed us. Now, after the two paragraphs of the Hallel, we'll then have our cup pick, uh, picked up and we'll say the bracha. And the bracha begins, Asher Ge'alanu, blessed Hashem, who redeemed us, the Ge'alas I will say, and redeemed our fathers. Okay, so the whole bracha is on Ge'ula, is on redemption. So it doesn't say the bracha is not that Hashem took us out of Egypt. So what I'm pointing out over here is that on the one hand, we're said we have to see ourselves as if we left Egypt and the psukim clearly use that verb. When I left Mitzrayim. And then he continues and brings another puck. So he took us out from there. But when it's describing it, he says, not only were our forefathers redeemed, but we were also redeemed. So with this, the author will give us an, a way to understand what's going on over here. 
and to understand what were the miracles for and what is the great simcha of the miracles. So the author says, the intent of the Haggadah is not to say that we have to actually see ourselves as if we went out of Egypt, because then if that's the fact of the matter, it should say a few other things. It should, you know, we're saying, well, if Hashem didn't take us out, we'd still be slaves, so we have to see we're still out of there. But what about any time God does miracles for our forefathers? We should have to see ourselves as if the miracle happened to us. Let's say the miracle of Ahasuerus, who decreed to kill all the Jews. And if God forbid that would have come true, we're not in the world. And all the other miracles that happened to our forefathers, we should be obliged to make the bracha for anything that happened to them. But you know, the aloha is, if you go to a place that happened to our forefathers, we say that God did a miracle for our forefathers, but not for us. So, the point is, we we don't see anywhere else that we make a bracha for miracles that happen because we're not to assume that the miracles happen to us. So it can't mean that we have to see as if we went out of Egypt because we don't find us making brachas for saying, well, it's like we went out of Egypt because if the Jews wouldn't have got out, we'd still be in Egypt. But we find other halachas where God did miracles for our forefathers. We don't have to see us if we were went out and we make a bracha. Let's say your great-grandfather was miraculously saved. And you go to the place where he's miraculously saved. You say, God did a, bra- a miracle for my grandfather. You don't say for me. And therefore, we have to cannot learn that it means we have to see as if we went out of Egypt. So then how do we understand this? And, and the truth is, how can we? We didn't go out. And if you don't go out, you can't play a game and say, well, you know, I feel like I went out. You can't. You didn't go out. You can't imagine what didn't happen to you. So how does the tzaddik work our way through this? So he says like this, what is the main simcha of this miracle? Well, we could say that the original Jews had two reasons to be happy for the miracles of leaving Egypt. Number one, there was a terrible, bitter slavery of the Gaulists, and they definitely had a tremendous simcha and certainly appreciated that miracle. Without that miracle, they would still be slaves. That we can never associate ourselves with that because we weren't the slaves. So therefore, what's the whole point of making the bracha of Asher Go'alanu since we didn't find that bitterness. So now, what is the point of that miracle of getting out of Egypt? As we've said in a number of classes already from the same author, the main miracle of Yesias Mitzrayim is the Geula, the redemption, and we defined redemption that Hashem acquired our forefathers to be servants to Hashem and brought them under His holiness and gave them the land of Eretz Yisrael. And in that way, we are equal to those who went out of Egypt. For that second aspect, that Hashem redeemed them. And what does redemption mean? That Hashem acquires them. They're His people. And therefore, God has a has an, as a, as an eternal commitment to the Jewish people. 
And anyone who's born as a Jew, Hashem has acquired them as well. And it all started from the miracles of Pesach. And therefore we make the bracha a few paragraphs later, Asher Ge'alanu, that Hashem redeemed us and redeemed our forefathers. Because the Ge'ula is the Kenyan, is the acquisition, as we've explained. We don't make the bracha at the end of the Haggadah, Asher Hotzianu, that he took us out. And took out our fathers. Because we're not equal to our fathers when it comes to leaving Egypt. We're only equal in terms of the redemption. You see, there's two aspects. Leaving Egypt means that they left all the bitter slavery. But at the same time of the physical leaving, of the physical leaving of the slavery was the spiritual redemption that Hashem required us as people that happened exactly with the same miracles of us leaving Egypt. So therefore, the real aspect we connect to is not the actual physical leaving from Egypt. That's not there. But the redemptive nature of Hashem owning us and therefore is responsible to take care of us forever. So there's no chil Hashem for Hashem. There were the equals in that. So then what does it mean we're obliged to see ourselves as if we went out of Egypt? It's referring to the simcha of the geula that happened because of the exodus from Egypt. In other words, we have to say in every generation we have to see ourselves when it's in terms of the joy of the leaving, but not the leaving itself. In other words, there's the leaving, the physical leaving, and then there's a great joy that, you know, humanity can have, and the goal of the leaving, the joy and the goal of the leaving, which was the acquisition of the Jews, we are equal in that way, but not the actual leaving. Okay? And now, and why are we, but we're equal in the simcha that came out of the leaving, because from the leaving, we now became acquired by Hashem, just like our forefathers. And the whole leaving was for the purpose of the miracles that Hashem did throughout the generations so he acquired. So therefore, what the, how we have to explain this a piece, and you have to, you know, you have to be very subtle in under, straddling the line over here. Everyone has to see himself as joyful for the leaving that happened. Because that leaving was critical for the more important aspect of the geulah. And that means the Kenyan, the acquisition that Hashem made. And that acquisition happened as we left Egypt as well. And there we have to see ourselves as if we have the same joy over the Yitzhiah, not because we went out of the bitter slavery, which didn't happen, but we are so thrilled that we are owned by Hashem. And we have a Geula that came out directly because of the Yitzhiah that came out from that. And therefore, we're not making a bracha on leaving Egypt, because we didn't. We can thank Hashem that he took our parents out. So this is the critical point. I think it's a big chiddish we have to understand. A lot of people make themselves, you know, very upset. They say, I don't feel like I went out of Egypt. And you don't. I had said, so that's why it says, he has some ke'ilu, as if he went out of Egypt. What does it mean, as if? means as if in terms of that he has been redeemed. We are owned by Hashem, as we talked about in the Shabbos afternoon class. 
that when we left the slavery of Paro and came in to be servants of Hashem, we had to keep on working to be acquired by Hashem. And therefore, all the hustle and bustle before Pesach is our sublimating ourselves to Hashem and being acquired by Hashem. And we want to acknowledge the great simcha of being acquired by Hashem, although we don't, we can't have the simcha of leaving the bitterness. Because thank God for most of us, life's been good. Life's been good. So what are we happy about? What are we celebrating? We're celebrating that we have an eternal bond with Hashem and Hashem has to take care of us. And even if certain bad things will happen, that's all part of the process of his love for us because if we, if Hashem doesn't discipline us, then we, we won't be around for Hashem's eternal blessings for us. So that's a very important idea. So we don't have to feel we left Egypt because, of course, the greater question is, you know, if this is so important to feel like you left out of Egypt, it's kind of late to tell us this. You should have said this paragraph at the beginning of the goddess, I can psych myself up to feel like I went out of Egypt. The answer is you don't have to feel like you went out of Egypt. Okay. But you have to feel thrilled that you were redeemed and you were owned by Hashem. And that you can learn through the entire Haggadah. And now when you come to the end, you can thank Hashem for that. Yes, Shlomo. So Rabbi, every time we pray, we say everything is Yat Misraim. We always say that. But then, we, we remember it. Right? So so what's we're remembering that Yitzhak Mitzrayim gave us this tremendous connection with Hashem that he acquired us. <clears throat> but we remember, we remember that our forefathers went out of Egypt, but we're joyful that we are part of that Geula. That Geula process is transcends through time. Remember, Geula does not mean, in the simple meaning, redeemed, I took you out of trouble. Okay? That's a different thing. To save somebody is one thing, but to be redeemed means you are now acquired by Hashem. And that it's in Halach we have an idea of redeeming a firstborn. You're redeeming a firstborn. That you now take the redemptive money becomes what you take. So Hashem redeemed us and he acquired us and that's what we have a great simcha for. With this we move on now to the next paragraph. Lefikach therefore. Anachnu chayovim, we're obliged to do the following. Lahodos, to praise. Now these are a lot of words that, you know, are subtle, it can, you know, mean the same thing. Lahalel, to say halal. Lishabech, another word of praise. Lefoer, to glorify. Leromain, to elevate. Lahader, to make beautiful. Levorach, to blaze. Bless. Lalei, to elevate. Ulalkales, another type of, 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 of joyful sing. Now, although you count, you'll count nine verbs, there's a whole discussion in the commentaries exactly how many verbs there are. And they conclude originally should have been seven. We'll just go with that, even though you count nine. And there's seven different ways of praise. And in the commentary, he says that's Keneged, the seven Sviros, starting from Chesed through Gvura. In other words, there's a different aspect of Hashem saving us revealed another aspect of the Holy Spheros. So there's seven different forms of praise for the seven different forms of how Hashem saved us. Now, now we say, Lemi to the one, Sha'osa, that did La'avoseinu, for our forefathers, Velanu, and for us, forefathers are first, us are second, Eskolanisimo elu, all these miracles. Okay, 
Now again, wait a minute. Hashem did not do, we just said Hashem did not do the miracles for us. So what does that mean? We'll see in a minute. And now we list five um, things Hashem did for us. He did Hotsiyonu, he took us out, Me'avdus, from slavery, Lecheris, to freedom. He also took us out, Miagon, from sorrow, Lesimcha, for joy. He also took us out, Me'avel, from mourning, Liyamtov, to holiday. He also took us out, Me'afela, from darkness, Lor Hagodol, to the great light. Umishibud, and from subjugation, Ligaula, to redemption. Our forefathers and us, Hashem took us out from those five aspects. And therefore, we must say before Hashem, Shira Chadosha, a new song, Hallelujah, praised Hashem. And that will lead us into the beginning of the holiday. So now the question is, what is this five ways of describing what Hashem took us out of? Just say, you know... What, what what is this? saying it over five different times? We're a servant now. We're free. We were we were sad now. We're happy. We're mourning. It's a young to like why all this repetition? And again, what does it mean? Hashem did for us our forefathers, and for us we just got done saying Hashem did it for our forefathers the miracles. We're not talking about the miracles for us. Okay. Yes. So where does Shirayam comes from? Where does the, the shir, what, what do you mean, where does it come from? It's the Jews sang it on the seventh day of Pesach. I'm not sure what your question is. Oh, no, I, I, it, at the Haggadah, uh, it has any relevance in Haggadah? We don't, we don't, we don't uh, sing the Shira Tayam because that's not until the seventh day of Pesach. We're on the first day of Pesach right now. We make mention of it in the Dayenu, but the real focus of that, which is a very significant event, but it's not for the first night of Pesach. We'll say that for the seventh day of Pesach. That's really important. And we'll see uh, there's a lot of things about that. But that's not the focal point of the Seder night. The Seder night focal point, Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. That first part. So the, the commentary says a beautiful idea. He says these five expressions are corresponding to the four redemptions from the four exiles besides the redemption from the exile of Egypt. There were really five exiles. Egypt was number one. And then there were four more exiles and four more redemptions. And now what we're really saying now is we're not just thanking Hashem for taking us out of Egypt. But we also have to praise Hashem for the miracles he did during the first exile and its redemption and the next four exiles and the redemption. And that already includes people who weren't in Egypt and that includes us because we are still in the fifth and final exile. So let's see how he puts this together very nicely. He says like this, the first one, obviously, is the Egyptian exile. And what was the biggest focus? Hashem took us out, me'avdus, from slavery, lecheris, to freedom. Because after we were redeemed from Egypt, we were never con considered slaves to other people again. In other words, we left from being slaves to Paro, to slaves to Hashem, which we'll say in the first few words of the howl that is coming up very shortly. 
We are now never slave, even though physically we could be a slave, but we're not mentally and we're not really a slave. So we're only slaves to Hashem. So that was the first one. And the next one is miyagon lesimcha, from sadness to joy. That is discussing the first destruction of the first temple, where it says in Megillus Echa so many times the word of yagon, real sadness. But then what happened? The second first temple was rebuilt, and therefore the redemption from the first destruction of which is the second exile, so to speak, or the first one after Paro, became Simcha. There was Simcha when we came back and built the second temple. Now, while we had the second temple, we had the Persians and the Medes, and they created a situation of Avelos mourning, because that is the Purim story. And it says when they heard the edict to be all killed, it says it was an Avel Godola Yehudim, there was great mourning for the Jews. And then it turned into a Yom Tov with the victory of the Jews on Purim. And what about the Greeks with the Hashmonaim? It says from darkness to light. Because the Greeks wanted to extinguish the light of Torah and have us forget about the Torah. And the Hashmonaim won and that brought the light back. And the final Gaulus is Mishibud Liga'ula from subjugation to redemption. Because Shibud is a very strong, like eternal, long subservience. Not a slave, but subservience. Right? As we mentioned earlier, I think in the second or third class, that if we had gone back to Egypt, then we'd be subservient. And the basic understanding is something's going on for so long, you just can't use any one word. We've been in this exile for 1950 years. So that's a long time. That's a real subjugation. And then will come that Geula Shalema that's going to happen. So therefore, we're obliged to thank Hashem in so many different ways because definitely Hashem did miracles to our forefathers first, but then to us through history, through all this history, and even till today, over the last 1900 years, remember, Hashem has done a lot of miracles to keep us going until the ultimate redemption. And there was one long, long continuum of Jewish history. That's part of us. And therefore, just like we say in every generation, you have to see yourself that you were, God acquired us, and the fact that I'm part of the Jewish people, I am part of that acquisition, and therefore Hashem has to give miracles for the miracles now that we experience in our lives, and we definitely see so many miracles in our lives, in Eretz Yisrael and things like that, so Hashem can keep us going until the final redemption, and therefore we now are ready to say the Hallel. Now, we're a bit short on time right now, so I'm going to, we're going to, what happens is you say the first two paragraphs of the Hallel, and then we end the Haggadah, and we'll continue the Hallel after the meal. And just to briefly, the question is, why is the Hallel split up? And the answer is, because the first two paragraphs of the Hallel, they are, uh, representing 
and, and praising Hashem for the Egyptian exile and the redemption. That's the first two paragraphs. Excluding Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Avdei Hashem. We praise that we are the servants of Hashem and not the servants of power. So we do this before the meal. In other words, we've said the Haggadah, which is basically completely focused on Egypt and the redemption and how Hashem acquired us. So the Hallel for that, the song for that, is the first two paragraphs. And that finishes that. What do the rest of Hallel talk about? Mirza Hashem will talk about tomorrow. But it's about future redemptions that happen for the Jewish people, as we will discuss. So now we just say, so therefore we say the first two paragraphs, and then we close with the bracha. So we're going to focus on that for just a couple minutes. We say, Baruch to Hashem, Elokeinu, Melech This is the bracha, you're holding up the cup. Now it's interesting, there's a flip. Asher ge'olanu, who redeemed us. And redeemed our forefathers from Egypt. And we've reached this night to eat matzah and moror. So Hashem, we should reach the holidays in the future that should come in peace. Rejoicing with the building of your city. Rejoicing with your avoda. We'll eat the Korban Pesach. We'll eat the Korban Chagiga. And we will, we will sing to you a new song for our redemption and Pidus Nafshenu, Baruch Hashem Goal Yisrael. So, the, it's interesting, here we say the bracha, Asher Ge'alanu, that Hashem redeemed us, and then we say, Avoseinu, and then he redeemed our forefathers. So who's first? We're mentioned first, and not our forefathers. However, a couple paragraphs ago, as we started today's class, when we said in every generation we have to see ourselves as if we went out of Egypt, and he says, and not only did he Hashem redeem our forefathers, but he also redeemed us. So why is it mentioning the forefathers first before us? Like be consistent. Here we're talking about our ghoul before our fathers, but in the uh, not in, but by Ulafikach, uh, when we say um, the earlier one, not, not just in Bechol Dor Vador, but in Lafikach, therefore, after Chad Gadya, after Dayenu, one second, I'm just trying to get the place of, after we say Rab Gamliel and the three things over there. And then we say, Behold, Dor Vador, Lefikach, therefore, we're obliged for the miracles that Hashem did, Lavo Seinu, for our forefathers. Velona went to us. So when it comes to the praises, we say for our forefathers and then us. But here in the Bracha, we say He redeemed us and redeemed our forefathers. So again, we have to know what we're talking about. When we talk about the miracles, which miracles happened first? The miracles of Egypt happened before the miracles that happened to us. So our parents get mentioned first, our ancestors. Because that is the source of all miracles. Hashem did miracles in Egypt, and then he did miracles for afterwards. So we mentioned them first. We're talking about Geula. As we said, Geula means a Kenyan, means an acquisition. The fact that we are acquired to Hashem, like our parents, well, that is something we experience now, and that is, we come... For us, it's before our forefathers. Because the miracles is more of a 
chronological issue. So the chronology of the miracles, parents came before us. But the Kenyan, the acquisition, it was on that spot, God says, at this point, every single Jew that will exist, is existing, is all mine. And therefore, when something happened really to the entire world and it transcended time, so then when my feelings come before someone else's feelings, because that's what I'm more connected to. So this idea of Geula being a Kenyan is such a big yesod that answers so many questions. Tomorrow, Mir Tzashem, I don't want to start in, we're going to go back and discuss these first two paragraphs of the Hollow. And we're going to answer a number of interesting questions. Okay, the first two paragraphs clearly are discussing the Gullus and the Gula from Egypt. What's the rest all about? We're going to see it has to do with all the other exiles. Then we have to answer an interesting question. We know that there are, when you live in Chutzlaritz at least, there are 21 days we say the full hollow. And the only time we don't say the full hollow is Rosh Chodesh. And after the first two days of Pesach for those of Chutzlaritz, or one day those in Eretz Yisrael, the remaining of Pesach, we don't say the full hollow. And that's going to be answered tomorrow, why we don't say the full hollow. What's the difference? And we're going to like dissect the hollow. So it'd be a good idea to have a sitter in front of you tomorrow when we go through the hollow to really appreciate the structure of the hollow. And you'll see how this fits in so nicely is how it is put into the Haggadah. Okay, have a great day, everybody.